I'm so glad that you're here today. Jesus is beckoning us. His heart is saddened that we're not doing anything to prepare for that wedding day. We are called a bride of Christ, and he is preparing for his return, and we're not. You know, this isn't even a new message, but, um, and even as we talked about yesterday, he told me again today that he feels like he's in the way of many people's lives. Like I've heard myself, people say, I'm so sick of hearing about Jesus. When I do street ministry, some people, when I, when I just say Jesus, they look down at me and like they have had it with hearing that name. Let's acknowledge him. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you haven't given up on us yet that you're not giving up on us. And when that day comes, I know it's your heart's desire that we would be ready. And you also know who's going to be ready and who's not. Who's not taking you seriously and who is. Teach us. Teach us your way. You know, um, getting ready for your wedding, which is really what we're doing, we're getting ready for our wedding. And the Bible says the bride has prepared herself, yet so many have, do not have that understanding. And as Christ followers, we need to be that example and to tell. So if you're going away even, but I just want to use, use example. Um, if you're getting ready for your wedding, tell me, will you put your nail polish on like two minutes before you're going to walk down that aisle? You're not because it's not going to be dry. More than likely, you're going to go in and get your nails done the day before. And what about your hair appointment? Would you make it that day? Of course not. You would have had it done or made the appointment ahead of time for that morning. But you're not going to try to get in to see your, your hairstylist at that very last minute. Or go buy a dress that same day. And many people are so ignorant and on and on and on. And many people are so ignorant of the fact that that's what, exactly what they're doing. They're taking a chance. They're living by luck instead of revelation knowledge, instead of wisdom. And instead of taking that time to know Jesus and get that revelation knowledge that you need from him to know how close the time is. We're caught up in other things. 
getting distracted. The closer I get to Jesus is because I'm listening. And I hear the seriousness of him saying, there's not time for that. There's not time for that. Are you worried about your house, how it looks, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, and what you're going to wear? There's not time for that. That's what he's saying. There isn't time. You only have enough time to get ready for the wedding. Everything else just has to be on hold. We read this yesterday, and this is on the Message Bible. Um, Romans 9, uh, I believe this is verse it's hard to tell in the message bible what verse it is it's um verse 33 careful i've put a huge stone on the road to mount zion a stone you can't get around but the stone is me if you were looking for me you'll find me on the way not in the way. And because he wants to say to you today, because you're not looking for him, he's in the way. You're sick of hearing about Jesus. Um, you don't like what he has to say. You don't agree with him. You, you don't, you just are totally sick of it. You just don't want to do this thing anymore. It saddens him that he's in your way that you're not seeking, you're not knocking. I almost feel like I'm doing the same message I did yesterday, but that's where he is. He wants you to know how he's feeling, how much in love he is with you, that he's not willing that you should perish He's in love with you. He's trying to get in your way. He's trying to warn you. On that day, it'll be too late. You know, you love your kids, and you tell them things that you want them to know so they don't make the same mistakes you did. You warn them when you see them doing something that isn't right that is going to get them in trouble. Um, just whatever that you see that is in the way of their happiness, you're going to warn them. You're going to tell them, stop. Don't do that. Don't go that way. Because it'll bring disaster in your life. And Jesus is saying, stop. Don't do that. Don't go that way. John 10, 10, Jesus said, I have come that you may have life, have it to the full until it overflows. The enemy, he came to still kill and destroy. And so we're making a choice. And the enemy wants, to, wants you to make him your choice. How does he still kill and destroy in your life? By deceiving you. One huge way is he tries to get you to live by your feelings. Well, I feel this. And 
we can't live by our senses if we're going to live in the kingdom of God. We have to live by the word, by faith. And so the first thing he's going to steal is your time. So you don't know the word, so you can't get in the word and find out what the word says and see the truth. Jesus is the way. He's the truth. He's the life. you got to go through him. You can't go around him and make it. The enemy doesn't care. He doesn't want you to make it. He's out to still kill and destroy. Still kill and destroy. He wants to destroy you, kill you, steal from you. He has no other agenda, although he fakes that he cares about you. He comes dressed as an angel of light, so he's going to deceive you into using your common sense. I remember hearing that a lot growing up. That person has no common sense. You're not going to have common sense with Jesus. You're going to have understanding. Your eyes are going to be open to the truth when you look to him, when you stop going around him. But the enemy is trying to get you to avoid him, and Jesus feels avoided. You're avoiding that very person that loves you, gave his life for you, and can take care of you, give you eternal life. But you're avoiding him. And things are getting tough. And Jesus said in, in Matthew 24 that many are going to turn from him when they should be turning to him. You know, um, you can notice a person that knows Jesus right away. They're giddy. They're happy. They don't live by how they feel. And they certainly don't have common sense, right? Because they're living by that word that they heard, the love that they feel. You know, when um, you first fall in love with something, someone, someone, and um, all you can see is the good in that person because you're in love with them. And if somebody comes along to try to tell you something different about them, you're going to say, no way. You know, something that's not good. You're going to say, no. I love that person. Stop talking bad about that person to me. They're everything to me. And that's the kind of love you're going to have for Jesus when you take that time to get to know him. He's in love with you. He's in love with you. And you're going to be in love with him. And nobody's going to be able to tell you anything different than the Word of God tells you. You know, Romans says to change your mind, to change your thinking, to be as the Word of God, to come in agreement with Him. And when you do that, you're going to prove for yourself his word is good and perfect. But you got to have that willingness. When, when you do the word, when you think the word, when you come in agreement and his wonderful will happens, when you see the miracle and the good and, and you're loved by him, when that happens, then no one's going to be able to tell you anything different 
Nothing. They're not going to be able to. So much of the time I have people tell me, Jesus is going to do that. That's not what Jesus meant. You know, you, you, you're just like being really silly to believe that. But that's exactly the kind of faith that pleases him. It's impossible to please God without faith. Unless you have childlike faith, you are not going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Jesus said that. Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Those who just believe. It doesn't have to make sense in the natural. It makes sense to you because Jesus told you. Right? Jesus told Abraham he would be the father of many nations. And things weren't going, didn't seem like things were going as planned. But it happened. Or that he would have a son. It didn't look that way. But he stood on that promise. Jesus can make promises too. And they're going to make you excited and happy. But you got to stay with it. You got to stay connected to him. He said he's going to come. Many have given up. And they're mocking that promise, Peter tells us. Second Peter 3. They're, they're saying, it's not going to happen. It's already been this long. It's not going to happen. I'm not going to get healed. He hasn't done it yet. Why would he do it? He doesn't care about me. Look at all the things that are happening. Because you don't have faith. It's impossible to please him without faith. And he's pleased when you have faith. Because when you have faith, you believe and then he can do something. Otherwise, he can't. He can't do anything if you don't have faith. If you don't believe him. And if you're not getting ready for that day, you don't have faith that he's coming. Well, I find faith, he said, on the earth. If you're not getting ready for that day way ahead of time so that you're organized, so that you're ready for that day, then you're not going to make it. You can't get ready at the last minute. He said, a thief in the night. If you're not ready, when he comes, it'll be like a thief in the night. You weren't prepared for that thief to come. If you're not prepared for Jesus to come, It'll be as a thief in the night. Right now is the time that you have to get ready to change your mind, to be ready for King Jesus, to be sure that you want to marry him. I was going to read the Amplifier. I just noticed when I looked down. First, I want to read verse 27 again. Isaiah calls out, solemnly cries aloud over Israel. Through the number of the sons of Israel be like the sand of the sea. Only the remnant, remnant a small part of them, will be saved. Because you're not getting ready.
Verse 33, as it is written, behold, I am laying in Zion a stone that will make men stumble, a rock that will make them fall. But he who believes in him, who adheres to trust and relies on him, shall not be put to shame nor be disappointed in his expectation. You won't be disappointed if you expect from him. You'll never be disappointed if you trust him. But on that day, when you stand before him, you will be disappointed in yourself. You'll wish you would have. I wish I would have listened to my mom. She told me this would happen. I didn't listen to her. I wish I would have listened to my teacher, my dad. On that day, you're going to be distressed, wishing you would have listened to that person that tried to tell you about Jesus. You're going to wish that you would have listened, that, that you would have sat down and taken the time to hear. You're going to wish you listened to that still, small voice, to Jesus telling you, it's almost too late. You don't have time. Don't worry about anything else. Take your energy and get ready. Detach from the world because the new heaven and the new earth are just about ready to move into. Matthew 7, 21 through 23, Not everyone who calls me Lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but those who do the will of my Father. And many on that day will say to me, Lord, we cast out demons in your name. We did this. We did that in your name. He's going to stay away from me. I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. He's going to say, away from me. I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. You didn't do the will. You didn't do as well. You didn't get ready. Doing as well is getting ready. It's not okay to not forgive. It's not okay to gossip. It's not okay to be a part, not to be a part of his life and help make the way for him. It's not okay to ignore him. And if you ignore him on that day, he's going to say away from me, I never knew you. I didn't know you. You weren't a part of my life. You weren't a part of my life. You ignored me. I was in your way. You avoided me. You saw that person coming down the street that you knew was going to talk to you about Jesus, and you turned and went the other way. You know, when you feel that conviction in your heart, it might be why you avoid that person you know that's going to talk to you. But, you know, the enemy... He does that, you know, he, he tries to get a stronghold and you're thinking like, you can never change, you can never be good enough, you can never measure up, you'll always be an alcoholic, you'll always be addicted to food, you can't change that, you'll always spend more money than you have. He's a liar. Jesus said he's a father of lies which means he's good at it. 
And he's trying to convince you of his way so that you won't fall into the arms of Jesus, so that you can't be loved and cared for and have compassion, and so that you won't be getting ready for that day. You won't be done getting ready. You you won't even have started, which is my point to begin with. You can't start getting ready that day that he comes. The trumpet will sound. And as the five foolish virgins, you can't be knocking at the door later saying, okay, I'm ready now. No, I didn't know you. I wasn't acquainted with you. We weren't engaged. We weren't getting ready. You were dating other men. That wasn't the most important thing to you. You were the most important to me. I sent so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. I gave you dreams. I gave you visions. I talked to you through that TV show you were watching, and you just continually ignored me, avoided me, didn't want nothing to do with me. Jesus is calling out to you today. Choose him. Stop listening to the devil tell you you can't. You're not good enough. Jesus doesn't love you. You're not forgiven. You are forgiven. It doesn't matter what you did. But on that day when he comes, if you don't choose him now, it'll be too late. This is your time. It'll be too late. That's the day of judgment. He wants you to be ready. He's crying now. His heart is aching that you're avoiding that very one that you should be turning to. People think there's other ways to get to heaven, and there's not. Jesus is the way. He's the way. He's the truth. And he's knocking at your door. And he's saying, will you let me in? Will you let me teach you? Will you listen to me once and for all? Please, I'm telling you what's going to happen. Listen. Turn an ear toward me. Take the time. It's worth your time so I can prepare you for the kingdom. Listen. Can you hear him? He's calling you. He's pulling on your shirt. He's saying, hello. I'm here. It's me. I'm the one you're looking for. I'm your answer. I'm your truth. If you want to answer that, knock at the door. I'd just love to pray with you right now. Let's do that. I'm just going to believe ahead of time that I've convinced you that Jesus has touched your heart right now. And you're going to ask him to come and live on the inside of you. Jesus, come and live on the inside of us. We're answering the door. Come in. Teach us. We love you. We praise you. We thank you for teaching us your way. We give you all the glory. You're so good to us. We, we commit to you. We submit to you. We need your help. 
can't do without you. Jesus, I am. If you said that prayer, then the devil is gone. Submit to God, resist the enemy, and he will flee. Now resist him. You've asked Jesus to come and live on the inside of you, and he will. He's faithful. Now resist the enemy when he comes. He's going to run when you resist him. But if you play around with his suggestions and, and the way he's trying to make you feel, then he's going to hang around. You don't want him anywhere near you. He's your enemy. Don't talk to him. He's the one who tells you you're not good enough. He comes into your thinking. That's why we're told to take captive every thought. Your warfare is in your mind. He can talk to you if you let him. Bind him. Jesus said, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Tie him up. Tell him to leave. He's given you authority over him. You don't have to listen to him or his lies. Don't let him scare you. He can't touch you anymore. You said that prayer. Now you're Jesus's. He's got you. He's got you covered. He's in front of you, behind you, and both sides of you. He's in your heart. Enjoy him. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you.